Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Coffee with a friend is like capturing joy in a cup. Welcome to the Coffee with Jenny B podcast, hosted by Jenny B, a lover of all things coffee. Each week, Jenny will chat about connecting over coffee, what brings her joy, and everything in between. A lot can happen over coffee, so grab a cup, sit back, and enjoy. Now here's your host, Jenny B. Hello and welcome to the show. I love exploring. I love trying new things and finding new places, especially coffee shops which I did when I did my 60 Days of 60 Coffees. I had fun exploring and learning about the different coffee shops, learning about the different coffees, and that was so much fun. And it's about culture, and it's about exploration. It's about being your own detective, you know, where you search out different things and you find the things that you really enjoy. My guest today is someone who is well-versed in culture. She is the best detective that I know. She's also a wickedly talented graphic designer and a coffee aficionado, a girl after my own heart. Please help me welcome Stephanie Robinson. Hey, Stephanie. Hi, Jenny. So glad to have you here. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. So, Your alter ego is the culture detective. What made you decide to do that? And what exactly does that entail? I first came up with the culture detective um, when I was having a bit of a brainstorming session with my best friend, uh, Terry Hofford, who you have interviewed before. Yes, I have. (laughs) And we were just kind of coming up with ideas about what I was good at, uh, what my strengths were, and what I could do in my spare time, or what I was already doing, really. So we kind of came up with the culture detective. And I was like, I like that. I'm running with it. (laughs) And so what does that entail? Travel, eats, style. Those are my three kind of pillars. But really, it's about experiences and seeking them out, seeking out adventure, seeking out just new scenery, whether that's like nature, coffee shops. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) And just like building those stories of places that you've been or things that you've experienced. I love that. And I love following your Instagram stories and your posts because it's one thing to 
visit a place and let's say maybe take some pictures. But I love that you really go all in. I mean, you're in a place and it's not just one picture, it's different pictures. And what I love about your vision or how you see the layout is that you tend to look for the unusual, you know, the something unique, something different, something that's like, oh, is that ever cool? I have to take a picture of that. Yeah. And that just reminded me, I usually want to take pictures because I want to share the place and I want to kind of give the essence to people that follow me and kind of set the stage for if maybe they want to go there and check it out or kind of bring people along with me. And then, yeah, kind of pick up on some of those little elements that might go unnoticed if you're just in and out, really like taking the time to check out your surroundings. (laughs) And speaking of which, do you tend to research the different places that you're planning to visit? Or I guess it's a little of both. It's you might research, but then sometimes you you know, stumble upon a gem and you think, oh, this place is so cool. I've got to check it out. Yeah, a little of both. Some Google Maps, <laughs> some on the street, Intel. Maybe you're just driving by and you notice a place like, oh, that looks cool. I want to go check that out. <laughs> but yeah, I'll, I'll also do some Googling some internet research and see some of the best places and good reviews and Google images to see what the vibe is of a certain place. So sometimes I like to scope it out and sometimes I like to be spontaneous and just find (laughs) the places. (laughs) And, you know, being spontaneous is sometimes fun because, you know, being a detective, you're looking for the unusual, you know, like one thing isn't the same as the other. So I have to find why perhaps, or the why could be, why does that exist? Or why did they do that? Or, or maybe, you know, how it's wanting to know the backstory or a little bit of history behind it, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Love hearing people's stories and how they came into existence and what was the motivating factor for businesses to start. And it's just all very interesting because people's stories are so interesting and people's passions are so interesting. So when you start a business, you have to be passionate and you have to go for it. So I always like to find out why people go for it. (laughs) I love that. Now, I'm sure you've been asked this in the past, but what is one of your favorite places that you've visited and why was it your favorite? I don't know if it's just because I'm a prairie girl. I love the coast or the ocean. So maybe it's just a change of scenery, but there's something about either coast, the East Coast, the West Coast, just seeing the ocean and the cliffs and something magical about it. (laughs) Yeah, I can imagine. There's something about water that it soothes you and excites you at the same time, you know, depending on, are you looking at a, you know, really kind of windy, wavy day, or is it just sunny? And, you know, you can see the, the sun kind of glistening off the water. And maybe there's more of a laid back pace on the coast. (laughs) Or maybe it just seems that way. 
No, I can imagine. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's the thing when you're going on an adventure, it doesn't necessarily have to be go, go, go and, you know, visit all the tourist sites. You know, sometimes it's taking it easy, doing some exploring and just letting the world just take you where it's going to take you, you know, and, and enjoying the the process, I suppose. Yeah, it's good to have a balance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've done the go, go, go. And it tends to make a trip go quickly and almost like you can't remember what just happened. So it's good to slow it down and draw it out a little bit. Yeah, I love that. I mentioned in my intro that you are a graphic designer. How did you get started in graphic design? I started in high school. Then I went to Red River College and took the three-year graphic design program at Red River College. I started working the Monday after graduation and haven't looked back. (laughs) Wow, that's amazing. So how many years is that that you've been doing graphic design? I've been working in the industry for 19 years. 19 years. That's a good run. Yeah. What is it that you like the best about graphic design? Graphic design is a visual language. It's helping communicate ideas through the visual. So it's getting people's ideas out into the world in a way that's true to the message that they want to portray. And I'm very grateful to all my clients that put their trust in me to do that. I was one of your clients. Actually, you've been doing a lot of work on my coffee advent calendar. And I'll never forget, it was the first calendar. So that would be, I guess, three years ago now. And all I said to you was, here are my colors. This is the vibe that I'm looking for. Oh, and make it sort of Christmassy. And that's all I said to you. And you came back with this beautiful contact card. So it listed all the coffee roasters and the design was absolutely gorgeous. There was not a single thing that I wanted changed on it. And I just marveled at how you were able to do that. I mean, we all have different talents. I mean, I can't draw to save my life. I mean, I could do a stick figure (laughs) and I can, you know, sort of muscle my way through Canva, but oh my goodness, I'm in awe of your talent. And I love that you can take an idea or a concept and just turn it into magic. Well, thank you. (laughs) My experience definitely helps, but I particularly like branding and having somebody's voice come through. So it was important that your brand came through in this calendar. And who doesn't like designing Christmas stuff? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Now, when it comes to design, is there a particular format that you like to use? So do you use Canva or is it some freestyle or is there other tools that you like to use? As a graphic designer, I use the professional tools through Adobe. So I'll use Adobe Illustrator, InDesign, Photoshop. Each program has its own lane that you use it for. So for your copy calendar, I used InDesign for the layout. And then for some of the elements, I created them in Illustrator and brought them into InDesign. So yeah, you can pretty much create anything with that suite of things. (laughs) So sometimes when I'm thinking of an idea for something, sometimes I'll 
do a little bit of research, you know, decide if that's something I want to do. And then sometimes I should say an idea will just pop into my head. And so does that happen to you sometimes where let's say you're working on a project and it's just not coming to you. And then all of a sudden this idea out of nowhere just pops into your head and you're going like, oh my gosh, I got to go with this. Does that ever happen to you? Oh yeah. All the time. (laughs) (laughs) The creative process is wildly unpredictable, but sometimes you just have to take a break and then things come to you. So yeah, (laughs) it's just about knowing when you need to take five. Now, I mentioned that you were a coffee aficionado, and that's something that you and I have very much in common. Actually, I want to talk about that for a second because Instagram, actually social media, I think in general, can be a connector, bringing people together. It's an opportunity to not just connect on a regular basis, but connect with each other, You know, form new friendships, maybe new connections, new relationships, that kind of thing. And I remember I was following you on Instagram and I had messaged you about something. And then I had said, oh, do you want to meet for coffee? And you said, okay. (laughs) And we had never met at that time. And then we met at uh, Diaspora on Marion Street. And from that moment on, we've become fast friends and lovers of coffee. (laughs) So... Yeah, we bonded over a cup of coffee and our love of coffee and our similar approach to things as detectives. (laughs) And it's funny because sometimes when you reach out to someone, whether it's creating a, a new friend or let's say you're in a relationship or you're dating, for instance, and taking that first step to reach out to someone is sometimes a little tricky because you don't know how the other person's going to respond. And then when you actually get together, is it that you click or is it a series of awkward conversations, pauses, you know, look at the time. Oh, what about that weather? <laughs> you know, And you start talking about mundane things. Yeah. How do we just skip past that? <laughs> I feel like we just jumped right into some deep questions right away. We did. And first of all, I I don't think I knew at the time that you were a graphic designer. And then as we were talking and you were talking about, you know, some of the things that you were doing. And of course, I love how, speaking of branding, you've really branded your culture detective, you know, so the vision of you and my audience can't see what I'm seeing, but I see you with your, your signature black hat. And I love that you've really branded your brand. You know, you've got the pins and the coffee mugs and you've got the swag. I just love that you went all in and really celebrated who you are. Yeah, it was a good opportunity for me to become the client in a sense. (laughs) I do it for other people. So yeah, it was fun for me to do it for myself and create this brand world of Stephanie. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. Now, you and your friend Sam, you created a book that we could use to go on our own adventures. How did that come about? So Sam and I went to college together. And the year before we had collaborated on 
an invitation for our friend's baby shower. And we kind of realized, hey, we work pretty good together. I don't know if we did any group projects in college or not, but we complement each other's skills. So then I approached her and asked her if she wanted to collab again on some merch for my store. Because <laughs> I was wanting, I needed a detective's notebook that's essential for detecting. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you need a notebook and you've got the hat and, you know, not like Sherlock Holmes, I don't expect you have a pipe, but... <laughs> A cup of coffee. <laughs> there you go. A cup of coffee. <laughs> and I remember I, I purchased one of your notebooks and I found it so fascinating, the detail that you go into it and, and really put a lot of thought into what you're doing. Because if you're going to do it, you might as well do it the right way. And I would say that that was a hit. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> I did create the list more as like a reminder to myself too. I'll give away some of the content here. Like number one, be curious. Allow yourself to wonder. Step outside your comfort zone. Take small steps to start. Follow your gut instincts as well as your taste buds. So it was really more of just a list to prompt other people to take those adventures, but also a reminder to myself to come back to this. Yeah, it's easy to get cut up in the day-to-day stuff and not take those moments where you can lose yourself, as you say, you know, exploring and really getting to know the city that you're living in. And speaking of the city, I know that you and your husband, Phil, recently moved to Ottawa. And so that was a big change for you. I know that you were excited to move to a new city because it was an opportunity for you to do some exploring and also find all the coffee shops. (laughs) Yeah, actually, I'm thinking I need to make a coffee bingo for Ottawa. Ah, great. (laughs) So what is your favorite coffee shop so far in Ottawa? So far, it is 528 Architecture Coffee House. So it's architecture firm on the top, coffee house on the bottom. And I was there recently and I did a coffee tasting with uh, Tegan, the operator of the coffee shop. Their coffee is excellent. His knowledge of coffee is pretty large. (laughs) And yeah, I had just a really good experience learning about the coffee and I really took away a lot of knowledge. And yeah, it's just a relaxed atmosphere. There's records playing, plywood bench seating, just, yeah, kind of a cool, relaxed atmosphere. Oh, and he features new roasters every two weeks from around Canada. So I actually noticed a little sister coffee maker sticker while I was there. And he had them in just a couple of weeks prior. So I like that he's mixing up the different roasters that he features. I like that uh, coffee shops will do that. You know, some coffee shops, for instance, there's a few in Winnipeg that tend to, well, feature their own, of course, you know, like Colossimo's. I mean, I can't see Jake including any any other coffee except his own. But then there are other <laughs> coffee shops like Seven, Seven Cafe. And I know Teddy tends to support a few different roasters, but he doesn't tend to switch it around. So I like the fact that they switch it up every two weeks because, you know, there's such a plethora of coffee roasters. I mean, in Manitoba, 
for instance, there's new ones popping up all the time. And in fact, for my coffee advent calendar this year, I've discovered four new ones who will be going into the calendar this year, but there's other ones that I haven't even heard of. And so I guess I need to be my own detective and start searching them out and find out who they are. But the fact that, you know, not just Manitoba, so all across Canada, there are so many different coffee roasters that I'm, I'm really happy that they switch it up and it gives, you know, his customers a chance to try something new. And most coffee roasters will ship right across Canada. So if you tried one from Vancouver, guess what? You can order it and they'll ship it to you. And in most cases, I think if there's a minimum order, it's free shipping. So it's a win-win. Yeah, it's just cool to be able to try different things from across the country when you're just in one place. Have you ever thought, I'd love to have a podcast just like this one? Well, I can help. My name is Matt Kundal, and everyone at my company, the Sound Off Podcast Network, had a hand in making this show. Whether it was about the sound, the discoverability, or that you're just enjoying the show, we are all about the detail. If you think you have a podcast in you, reach out to me via email, matt at soundoff.network. Or check out the website and become one of the great podcasts we work with at soundoff.network. Does your husband enjoy coffee as much as you do, or does he come along just because? No, he's equally a coffee aficionado too. Oh, that's good. (laughs) In fact, we have a weekly coffee date on Friday mornings before he goes to work. So sometimes we'll go out to a coffee shop, or sometimes we'll just have it at home. But we usually try and make time to have like a morning date before work. Oh, I love that. It's something special. It's something that you do together and and it's something to look forward to, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And it doesn't have to take long. It can just be half an hour, 15 minutes of just connecting, but it's nice to do it over coffee. Yeah. And it's all about connecting, isn't it? And whether it's over a cup of coffee or, you know, just going for a walk, I, I think it's it's important that you maintain that connection you know, and I know that you've reached out to a number of your friends and you've also had a number of your friends visit you in Ottawa, you know, so like Terry, for instance, was there actually not that long ago. Yeah, she's actually been here twice already. Oh, (laughs) she is a traveler. So, (laughs) but in March, she came out specifically to visit and Sam came to visit also in March. And yeah, it's been really awesome having visitors. Oh, yeah. You know, you tend to feel homesick a little bit because you've got your friends and family back home and it's not easy to get away and, and travel, especially, you know, when you're working, you you have X number of holidays, right? And I think you guys are planning a hot holiday, are, are you not? We are <laughs> planning to go to Barbados in January. Oh, nice. Love Barbados. (laughs) So have you been to Barbados before? Yeah, we've been a couple times. My parents like to go down there. And actually, it all started with my grandma. She would go down to Barbados every winter. And so we followed her there. 
So the other thing that I wanted to talk about, and I know that sometimes when you ask people, so tell me something that is interesting or, or tell me something that no one really knows anything about you. And one of the things that I discovered about you was the fact that you love owls. How did that start? You found out pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it started also in college. So about 19 years ago, I mostly started liking them for their retro appeal. Like you would see them in a lot of 70s style retro home decor. Um, they're also cute and fluffy, slightly mysterious, and they represent wisdom. <laughs> and actually, I found out later, or maybe I subconsciously knew, my great aunt also loved owls and had them everywhere in her house. So maybe I just inherited it <laughs> genetically. And speaking of having things all over the house, do you have a lot of owl stuff? And do people send you something that has to do with owls? <laughs> yeah. You know, when you start liking something and people find out, they gift it to you. But I'm also still buying them for myself. So <laughs> I'm just as big of a culprit. <laughs> And you gave me the cutest little owl mug for Christmas Aww. last year. Yes, I did. I saw it and I couldn't resist. I thought, you know what? This is perfect for Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love what, that people think of me when they see owls. <laughs> Although I think sometimes a collection can get out of hand. Would you say that it's close to being that or it's still kind of manageable? <laughs> it's on the edge. I did give some owls away for free weekend last year when we were moving. I needed to downsize the owl collection. So yeah, so it's, it's still manageable. It's funny how collections start. I remember my daughter and son, like they were teenagers, I guess. And we decided that we were going to go on a, a road trip to Alberta. We were going to go to West Edmonton Mall. And she just had a, a camera. Now, back then, it wasn't a digital camera. It was one that had film. And as we were driving to Alberta, and of course, prairies, you know, everything's flat, but everywhere we went, there were cows and we would stop, you know, pit stop and she would take pictures. And then when we got home and we developed the film, you know, my husband was saying, oh, so here are Manitoba cows, here's Saskatchewan cows, here's Alberta cows. And for some reason it got out that she had taken pictures of these cows. And so people started sending her stuff to do with cows, stuffies and mugs and knickknacks and towels and you name it. I was probably one of the worst culprits. <laughs> and then I can't remember if she said, okay, that's it. No more cow stuff. <laughs> now, this is several years ago. And even now, if I see something to do with cows, I'm like, should I buy it? <laughs> no, or not. And and it's usually, okay, I won't. <laughs> it has to be really good to <laughs> break the, <laughs> the rule. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and it's one thing if you start your own collection, but that 
was not her idea. It just happened because she took pictures of cows. I mean, <laughs> who wouldn't, right? <laughs> what the, what else can you do on the prairies? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So what's next for you? Well, we're coming up to one year in Ottawa. And so far, it just still feels like we're on vacation here. So settling into the city, there's still lots to discover. So I'm sure I won't run out of things anytime soon. (laughs) There's so many museums, coffee shops, restaurants, festivals, markets. There's lots to do for sure. And you never run out of things to do. I mean, even in Winnipeg, I mean, I've, I've lived here all my life and there's still a lot that I have not done. And part of it is, I don't know, you, you don't think about being a tourist in your own town. You think about being a tourist elsewhere. You know, you're discovering something new. But when you take the time to really discover what's in your own backyard, so to speak, it really opens your eyes to all the the wonderful culture and all the little gems that you can discover wherever you're living. Yeah, you almost need somebody to visit you so that you can show them around to see your city in a new light. Yes. When my husband and I went to New York, of course, you know, there's the landmarks that Empire State Building and the Statue of Liberty and, you know, taking the ferry on the Hudson and And we didn't do any of that. And part of it is that we didn't have a lot of time to spend in New York because we were staying with friends in New Jersey. But what we did is we just explored. You know, we happened upon an Italian festival that was going on in Little Italy. We found this really cool bar in Soho, which we might have missed if we had gone on one of those bus tours, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so sometimes going off the, the beaten path gives you an opportunity to find all those hidden gems. Yeah, those are the best when it's unexpected. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I can't wait to actually visit you one day in Ottawa or when you come home, because I know you came home a little while ago and I'm like, damn, you were home and I didn't know. And, and you're like, sorry, I didn't have time. I had to go back. <laughs> yeah, that was a short little trip. I threw a party for my parents 30th wedding anniversary with my brother. So that was the priority. (laughs) But yeah, I'll be back. But definitely you have to come visit. I would love to because I've never, I've actually never really been out. Well, okay, that's not true. I've been to Toronto, but that's about it. But I would love to visit Ottawa. I hear it's totally beautiful. It is. Yeah, it's very beautiful. And uh, I have a niece actually that lives in Ottawa. So it's an opportunity to to see her as well. Okay. I'm not sure that's going to happen this year, but I may look at doing something in the spring. Whenever you're thinking of it, just let me know. Absolutely. And I know you've got a spare room (laughs) for visitors. Absolutely welcome to stay. (laughs) So this has been really great catching up with you. I know it's not the same as, you know, sitting at Colossumos over a cup of coffee or going on that coffee tour that we did. Remember? That was so much fun. That was so much fun. And it's something that we wouldn't have done if one another didn't say, hey, let's do this. Right. And, you know, I I just remember that coffee tour because there was that road closed, remember? And we had to take a detour all the way around. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
And I think we got lost a couple of times. It's like, oh, we can't go down this path. We <laughs> I don't know where Google Maps was trying to take us, but... <laughs> You you were the navigator, so you were using Google Maps, but you're right. It was taking us down this, well, first of all, it was taking us down this dead end road and it's like, okay, well, that didn't work. And then it kept trying to take us down a road that was actually closed, which is really interesting because usually Google Maps will tell you if there's a road closed or there's a blockage or there's construction or, you know, there's something going on. And in this case, it was like, nope. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Google decided for us where we were going, (laughs) taking the scenic route. Well, I think we might have been better off without Google Maps, but just saying. (laughs) (laughs) But we did our tour and we didn't get all the coffee shops that we wanted to see, but we did pretty good. We were very ambitious. We were. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the thing, you know, if you don't put together a plan and have an idea of where you're going to go. Although, again, sometimes, you know, you, you stumble upon these things and... But it was it was fun. And we'll definitely have to do that again next time you're in Winnipeg. I think the festival, when we got to that festival, then we're like, oh, there's more stuff here to see. Oh, yes, that's right. Where was that? That was in... Uh, I forget. <laughs> we stopped by to see Stone City Roasters there, I believe. That's right. I can't remember that place. Oh, well, that's okay. <laughs> okay. Small town, Southern Manitoba. <laughs> Small town, Southern Manitoba. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, this has been great catching up with you. Again, it's not the same as being, you know, over a cup of coffee at Colosimo's or Harrison's or Seven Cafe, but it's, it's still nice to catch up and nice to talk to you and you know, just hear about what you're up to. And yeah, it's been wonderful. I also hear there's lots of new coffee shops opening. So (laughs) I wish I could be there to check those out with you as well. Yes, there's definitely coffee shops opening all the time. And uh, in fact, there's a new one just opened uh, downtown called Lavanda. I saw it, went to it. (laughs) It's lovely. I I know you, you would absolutely adore it. Well, I'll have to check it out next time I'm in town. (laughs) Definitely. And let me know in advance when you're coming. Okay, I will. (laughs) So thank you so much, Stephanie. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. So until next time, think about connecting with somebody on social media. I know it's not the same as connecting in person, but you just never know when you're going to find your new next best friend. And Keep loving the coffee, keep exploring. And if you want to know more about Stephanie's love of owls, perhaps some of her graphic design projects, or just following her to find out where she's going next, please follow The Culture Detective. Thanks so much for listening. If you like Coffee with Jenny B and want to know more, connect with Jenny on Instagram at Coffee with Jenny B. That's Jenny with a G. Until then, all you need is joy and more coffee. It's said that the more time you have to invest, the greater the return. Well, guess what? Kids have the most time if we learn to invest early. That's why I created the Cash Kid Podcast, where I teach kids and some adults financial skills they need to know on how to earn, save, and invest their money. Join me on this journey as we interview experts and explore topics 
that allow you to grow your money as kids. This podcast will help you become the money expert among your family and friends. Just remember, anyone can be a cash kid. You just have to learn how to become one. Get ready to grow your financial knowledge and your wallet with the Cash Kid Podcast.